This is AgriPulse Drive Time brought to you by the American Farm Bureau Federation, the voice of agriculture. Learn more at fb.org. Good Thursday afternoon. I'm Spencer Chase. Producers who grow cover crops are in line for another year of crop insurance premium support from the Department of Agriculture. USDA plans to offer premium subsidies worth $5 an acre for producers who report planted cover crop acreage by March 15th. It's the second year in a row USDA has offered the support after 12.2 million acres of cover crops generated $59.5 million in payments last year. Farmers who receive payments will still be eligible to participate in USDA's recently announced Partnerships for Climate Smart Commodities. Phil Brasher has more in his story on agripulse.com. A pair of legal stories are also in the news. First up, a federal judge has ruled to restore Endangered Species Act protections to the gray wolf. The move strikes down an October 2020 effort from the Trump administration that lifted the protections in the continental United States. Caitlin Glover is the executive director of the Public Lands Council and handles natural resources issues for the National Cattlemen's Beef Association. She says the move will have a direct impact on producers. For a private landowner, for a federal grazing permittee, often is an incredible regulatory burden uh, that either limits their ability to do active management, to manage their livestock, to manage their hunting ground, um, to manage their crop cycle, uh, because there is that, that additional layer of federal intervention. The Natural Resources Defense Council cheered the move, calling it a great win for wolves. There's more in our story on agripulse.com. There's also a fresh legal challenge to EPA's decision to revoke all tolerances of chlorpyrifos. Farm groups say they are frustrated with EPA not considering science saying the product could be used safely and effectively without dietary or environmental risk. The American Soybean Association, American Farm Bureau Federation, American Sugar Beet Growers Association, and the Cherry Marketing Institute are leading a group that includes 20 ag organizations. Phil Brasher has more on agripulse.com. Also online today, Noah Wicks has the latest on an announcement from the Biden administration about more new electric vehicle chargers being placed around the country. The early priority will be locations along the interstate highway system, but a later competitive grant program will be designed to help rural and underserved areas. Transportation Secretary Pete Buttigieg says he believes rural communities have a lot to gain from EV use. I know that because of the way electric vehicles entered the market, many might think of them as a luxury item. Something that belongs to those who live in the biggest cities next to the most chargers and have the most money to spend. The reality is nobody benefits more from EVs in principle than those who drive the longest distances, which is often our rural Americans. Ag lawmakers have expressed concern about funding directed toward electrification of the vehicle fleet, arguing biofuels can offer a more immediate path to emissions reduction. Poultry producers are being encouraged to step up biosecurity protocols after the recent detection of a deadly disease. AgriPulse's Hannah Pegel has more. A strain of highly pathogenic avian influenza has been detected at a commercial turkey operation near the Indiana-Kentucky border. Corin Custer with USDA's Animal and Plant Health Inspection Service says the commercial turkey operation responded quickly. We were able to move quickly to depopulate that premises. Our next steps will be surveillance of the area and then continuing on those premises. Our partners in Indiana were well poised to act so quickly and that the commercial company that was affected was well poised to act so quickly on this one. The disease was first detected in wild birds in North and South Carolina just a few weeks ago. 
This marks the first confirmed case of HPAI in a commercial flock since 2020. Custer says the next steps to take include quarantine, eradication, and monitoring the surrounding region for further detection. You can read more on the outbreak in Spencer Chase's story on agripulse.com. Reporting in Washington, I'm Hannah Peggle. Now, here's a word from our sponsor. Today's AgriPulse Drive Time is brought to you by the American Farm Bureau Federation. When it comes to conservation and sustainability, America's farmers and ranchers are literally the boots on the ground. Every day and every season, farmers and ranchers are looking for ways to do better and help fulfill their mission to produce our nation's food, fiber, and fuel. It's just what they do. Learn more at fb.org forward slash sustainability. That's all for today's Drive Time. For more agriculture, trade, environment, and regulatory news, visit agripulse.com. Reporting in Washington, I'm Spencer Chase.